0: You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Podcast Nordics, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I'm Chris Bennett, and I help connect businesses with tech freelancers, and I'm your host. How are we doing today, Oliver? busy but good busy but good and is this a good week then in terms of work because it's week 42 or a tough week
1: i think uh i think of course uh, i also have some of my colleagues here at dwarf who is uh who's who's off on vacation uh, loads of the clients is all also uh, also often on, uh, on a week's vacation so it's a focus week i would say where we really can uh, for us remaining uh, we're still uh, 45 people at the office maybe 50. Uh, That we can focus in and we can get down to some scoping and planning for the next coming week up until Christmas for our production, which is uh, which is nice.
0: Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Okay, so let's uh, remind our listeners a massive thank you to all our listeners. If you haven't subscribed, please do subscribe. Um, So today we're discussing um, how can you remain pushing the boundaries of tech while creating amazing products for Denmark's household names? So that's the context of today's discussion. Um, delighted to have Oliver on board with us today. Uh, for those people who don't know you, just give us a, a brief introduction um, to you and your role over at Dwarf.
1: Yeah, and what can. Dwarf do, please? Okay, yeah, brilliant. Well, I will start with uh, I'll start with myself then, uh, Oliver Wang Hansen. Uh, I'm CTO of Dwarf and have been programming commercially for the last 14 odd years i reckon and i've worked uh, within the agency business of digitalization and, and digital products uh, for the last yeah i guess 12 13 years of my career and um, i'm an education as a programmer and a, and a multimedia designer and the last six or seven years of my career more moved into the strategical and and management of development teams within web and and um, and and digital uh, but i've also been uh, been producing quite a lot of mobile applications in my previous job and i actually lived in the uk for five and a half years uh loved it there in uh, in london where I also met my wife um i think that's that's essential me in a nutshell a lot of my uh, colleagues call me the human api because uh I think I'm this, uh, this next-generation uh, hybrid nerd uh, that both can talk uh, UX and design, but also dig all the way deep into the to the database queries and, and how you model the front-end. Um, dwarf. We are a um, yeah my my roller Wolf sorry I'm uh, as I mentioned I'm CTO so I'm in charge of our almost 30 developers uh, which spans from both front end and back end technologies um, that we produce for our clients uh, which is super super interesting um, and uh, and work with them on databases. I just the reason why I was five minutes delayed to so this call uh, the listeners won't know that I was five minutes delayed so Chris <laughs> so, so, so so for that. Uh, was that I was in a um, in a meeting room with uh, with uh, two of my my colleagues on the development team, and we were mapping out a new scope for our clients, and we basically have uh, have uh, walls that you can draw on. So we we're trying to map the full I/O flow of a uh, of a new functionality, which was quite quite interesting. And of course, there were questions right at the end. Um, so yeah, on a, on a daily basis, you you find me with with the teams um, or in different meetings, and and always trying to. Uh, to ensure that people can uh, run as fast as they are supposed to if they need answers from me or or sparring. Um, I really like to, to, can you say spar or sparring in spar- the UK? Are
0: you on a bit like we go back and forth with yeah. ideas? Yeah. Sparring, yes. Sparring. But most of our uh, most of our listeners are
1: Nordic-based, so yeah.
0: whatever you feel comfortable with.
1: Well, uh, yeah, spar my folk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. no but uh, so that and uh, yeah that's that's super fun but also because we are a digital agency dwarf so we also co-create uh, we're almost 70 people uh, all based here in Freixberg in uh, in Copenhagen uh, Denmark and uh, we also have a, a big UX and design department and of course uh, project management and marketing automation so we are a a full house uh, a full service is also called Agency uh, where we we help our clients all the way from the strategic point of what should we develop, what's the value proposition of the actual uh, software that we're building and designing, and then through design phases and then into production phases and concept phases and scoping phases. At the end of the of that, it sounds like we're doing super much waterfall. Uh, and to our listeners. Uh, it sounds like that. But of course, in reality, uh, we work uh, way more agile and sprint based, uh, but it's just uh, the easiest way to explain the, the full service. Yeah, uh, but we also co create quite a lot. And that's also uh, why I'm talking so much about whiteboards all the time. Um that that it's not, it's not uncommon that in dwarf that you actually see developer standings with designers and a project manager drawing on a whiteboard to ensure that the the solution has been thought around or in all of its edges, um, which is uh, which is super cool. And that's that's also a little bit about dwarf that we are we're co-creating uh, in between uh, in between departments to ensure that that the solution that we provide for our clients at the end is uh, is thought all around. We have our own models that we work with. Um, to ensure this will happen as well.
0: Okay. Um massively appreciate that introduction intro- introduction to a uh, dwarf as well. Um I suppose let, let's crack on um with the topic today. Uh, yeah. So basically we're talking about making sure we're pushing the boundaries of tech while still delivering for customers. Yeah, yeah. your customers are some of big, uh, the biggest brands uh, across Denmark. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose you mentioned this was your passion. Next yeah. Let's revert a bit. Why do you think it was a challenge to do this? Yeah, why do you think most digital agencies uh, end up delivering uh, stuff that's not at the forefront of tech?
1: Well, I don't wanna. I don't wanna. Uh, uh, don't start uh, naming cu- customers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, no. And also, and also, uh, I don't wanna. I don't wanna badmouth any other any other people in the business. I think uh, the right question here is. Mm-hmm. Is is how is it that you keep on innovating and take new technologies into usage to create better values uh, for the customers? And if we if we look back, like so, Dwarf is also 22 years yeah. old agency, and we're independently owned and everything. So of course, if you look at some of the solutions we did 10 years ago, or 12 years ago, or 15 years ago. Uh, of course, if you look at it with today's eyes in uh, 2022, then of course they will also be outdated and it would be the wrong uh, tick if you if you take it one-to-one today. So I think a super important thing uh, when you try to help clients innovate their, their digital transformation, if that being a new website or a new app or a new tool that they are actually using is to ensure that that you don't just use tech for the sake of tech, mm. but that you um, but that you actually look and saying what is the problem that we need to solve for the clients, mm. right? And luckily, when you start asking yourself that question, what problems is that we need to solve, right? Do we need to uh, sell more items online? Or do we need to cost save on something, or do we need to optimize some processes? The the way that we see that the and also I see the 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 world of uh, digital products go is that's going to be way more tool driven. And if you look at older technologies, then they weren't as tool driven. That was way more an information level that the tools were built around. Mm-hmm. So. Back uh, maybe ten years ago. Oh, sorry. I'm just gonna mute my mute my Slack here. Uh, focus. Not just, yeah, it's a it's a live uh, live recording, I guess. <laughs> but, um, and uh, so basically, it's about um, back in the days, most of the most of the internet and digitization was built on just information that you were looking up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't as interactive. But what we have seen the last uh, five, seven years is that it's been more tool-based, right? So uh, instead of getting a letter uh, or a snail mail or whatever you want to call it, a physical letter with your gas bill, as an yeah. example, then you as a consumer of 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 that company, you would rather have, a, for lack of better words, a portal that you can log into and yeah. then look in real time what's going on with this and if we talk about uh right now in denmark and i guess also in the in the uk you also see a um an energy crisis going on right now uh, mm-hmm. due to uh, the war and, and and loads of other things in the world right now then as a customer being able to go in and actually see what is the energy prices right now I know my wife, she checks it uh, all the time in regards to figuring out when is the cheapest place to uh, wash uh, wash the clothes. Mm-hmm. So we have seen a shift from information uh, that was static into more dynamic information that the consumers wanted to work with um, on behalf of their clients, of course. And by that, you also need the technology to support that. Mm-hmm. Because what we have also seen, if we keep that in mind, then if we also look at what does the... Average customer or consumer, I would rather call, of a website or an app or tool, what do they expect from the market right now? It's a way higher standard than it needs to be. If you essentially don't produce a digital tool that's optimized both for mobile tablets, desktops, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, then you will lose customers or consumers on that if the tool is not built correctly. And so basically in, in regards to pushing the boundary of tech, so if we take these two um, these two statements and then we say okay how are we then gonna solve it then luckily for for us and uh, and our development department then is pushing towards the new tools right mm-hmm. so it's about saying okay which which tools in our primary tech stack that we have in Dwarf, what can we solve or how can we solve that problem. And the reason why I'm now talking about a primary tech stack uh, to the listeners out there who don't know what a primary tech stack is, it is a um, it's a toolbox of different technologies and systems that we pride ourselves uh, to be able to actually work with and work professionally with because right now on the in the digital space. There are uh, maybe uh, 500 different ways of doing JavaScript, for instance. There's loads of different ways as well to do uh, CSS uh, and HTML and, and, and all of these things for web, just like there are for mobile apps and for backends and APIs and all of these different things. Mm-hmm. So by having a, a primary tech stack helps you and your team um to focus down and deep dive into a couple of technologies and tools that you can then run with and produce, because the end of the questions was was also, and how do you do that, and still creating um, creating uh, uh, quality stuff for household brands? Well, you need to understand the tool that you're working with.
0: So, so you're saying Oliver that pushing the boundaries of tech now in a digital agency. Is actually required for customers, yeah. Rather than once it was, I know it was a simplistic example, but sending a letter. Now, to actually create a customer experience or a consumer experience, yeah. high tech is required. Almost, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think, uh, I think. Um... Long way down the line, I think it's if you wanna attract more customers to your business, then you also need to enable them with a a digital platform of whatever source it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, consumers expen- uh, what's it called um, uh, expect uh, expect uh, the tools and the information to come rapidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because their attention span is getting shorter and shorter. You also all know it, Twitter, sure, we can only do X amount of characters. If yep. um, if the push notification that you get on your phone doesn't have the exact right title, then you swipe it away. You don't deep dive into things that much anymore. So if you don't have a setup for your customers that hits them at the right time and the right point yep. of their daily or weekly cycle with a tool that when they then engage with it gives them the value proposition that they expect then you will lose that customer put up really hard of course um of course if you have monopole on the market then 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 you don't have to do that yeah what well, what's what do you see from
0: the um from the overdig digital agencies that are doing this well obviously dwarf but um as opposed to some of the other digital agencies that I don't know i I, have not realized this yet what what you've seen
1: i think i think it boils down to right now where we are in in time that you think about a more decoupled architecture Mm. and let me try to explain that a little bit because it's it can be it's something that people study for university for a couple of years so i'll try to I'll try to I'll try to uh, one minute it, tops <laughs> it down exactly exactly but but if you imagine uh, back uh, like how websites essentially was built back in the days then you had a back end that was hardly coupled to the front end which yeah. means that when an editor in a content management system or cms was inputting some data then it would be shown in the front end because they were directly linked to the database mm-hmm. but what we see now is that the customer both have an app They have a website, they have a marketing automation tool, they have some new screens, they have loads of different uh, omni-channel tools that the customers engages with. Mm -hmm. Then if you have a decoupled system, then essentially means that the editor in the content management system, this is just an example, I wanna say, this could be loads of things. (laughs) Only have to enter the information one place, but it can be consumed on multiple platforms. And it will be the same information because the data will uh, will be available via something called APIs. Mm.
0: You you I- mentioned you mentioned before Oliver that you have this kind of core tech stack that you use for customers. Um, what happens when your customers don't want that tech stack or have a solution that you can't use that core tech stack to do? Like, what, what's the how are you dealing with that at the market at the moment I, I,
1: um, so basically um if i could just use uh, 30 seconds to explain how we set our tech stack because i think yep. that's that's important also to uh, also to uh, to understand and, and and basically in in Dwarf, in the whole development department we always look at our tech stack and we always our primary tech stack and then we try to to refine it over time so it fits with the market. Like I said, Dwarf is 22 years old, so this Mm. tech stack has been evolving Mm -hmm. many, many, many times. And basically what we look at, we look at uh, if you imagine a uh, coordinate diagram and you have hyped up here and you have proven good down here, Mm -hmm. then our tech stack needs to be closer to the proven good. Okay. Because if you had to produce something for the equivalent of uh, the the BBC, the Danish uh, Danmarks Radio, things yeah. broadcasting and you pick some technology that is just very hyped mm. uh, and you build something over a couple of years or a couple of months for them and then they call you and say hey now we want this feature and you say oh sorry the tool is not supported anymore right then then you would have an explanation uh a, 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 mm. a problem to explain yourself for the client mm. And just like on the other side or the other axis of the the coordinate system, you have simple versus complex and flexible. Mm -hmm. And we need to be closer to the complex and flexible because we know our clients, even though that they say, hey, we just want a simple landing page to start with. Or, hey, we want uh, something, something. Then we also know that within the next couple of years, they also want something more because they're also following the market on the trend. So we need to pick some tech- technology that is flexible and complex enough so we can solve these projects also on the uh, further down the line. So we don't end in a situation where the customer says, hey, we just built this half a year later. Can we also get this? We have this on our roadmap. And we say, oh, no, sorry. We picked some technologies uh, that was too simple. All right, mm. so we need to recode it all. Then the client don't want to hear that as well. So we So we want to put our primary tech stack as close to, Proven good and complex and flexible. I'll answer your question in a second. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, looking at what comes in on the hyped scale down to proven good and then adopt it when it's ready. Because when you are producing for household brands like we are, uh-huh. then you need some solid technology. Right. And this is, on top of that, then we're working with uh, with the tech line and development team and Dwarf in general, that we don't want to be seen as a... Uh, dusty old agency right and this yeah. would both mean without design without tech and everything so it's not easy to set a primary tech stack i'll say and, mm. but uh, but i think we do a pretty decent job and uh, we yeah. do that by we can talk about the teams later on and how we do that um mm. but to answer your question so if a client comes and say hey uh, we would like to use this tool that is outside of our primary tech stack mm. then we actually tell the client, look this is not in our primary tech stack Unfortunately, mm. we can't help you mm. because we we have a, a professionalism in here where we, we want to deliver the, the best thing for our clients.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we want to yeah. deliver something that we know that we can deliver. And like I also said, there's so many different um, tools and frameworks and technologies that we can work with. So you can't be good at all of them. And people who say that they are good at all of them. Well, I think they're lying. Uh, <laughs> yeah and that, yeah to be honest. me too uh, me too um and and so but what what i know i'm 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 also of course helping our our, our sales department in here in a um, new biz clients uh, new newbies meetings and so i also know what's moving you know in regards to what does the client wants and we don't see that the clients actually wanting that much. They want the right tool. They don't really care what we build it in. As long as yeah. it's stable, it's flexible, it's scalable. And that's also why that I think 95% of all the projects or clients we are engaging with, they can benefit from our tech stack, the last 5%, then we're not the right agency for them. Um, that's good. At least you if
0: it was 100% every time, they're probably not saying no enough. Um, what, what would then in terms of the last three years? Um, working with some of the kind of the biggest brands across Denmark, have you seen any change in how they're dealing with agencies or how they're dealing with yourself and what they're requesting now? I mean, you've mentioned about making sure it's flexible, sustainable, yeah, yeah and solves the problem. But I don't know, has there been any changes on that side recently?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think, I think, uh, I think Corona virus. Uh, just to bring that old uh, old song up again. <laughs> um, I think that that really um, made a lot of companies understand that they need to digitalize. They need to follow this thing that's not a trend anymore. Mm-hmm. Now it's mainstream uh, mm-hmm. because we as 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 humans are also getting more decentralized in some some ways. So they need to push the information to the customers or the products or whatever it might be in the right way so i think what is also really nice from from my position and, and 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 from working with the clients is that they are also getting more uh digital mature when we talk with them they right. understand more of the concepts uh, because they are forced to understand them where i think back before corona and of course now i'm just talking extremely broad right yeah but then it was and um, then it was an option not to understand it now it's not mm-hmm. an option not to understand it. Um, so I think that's that's helped us, and that essentially also helped us producing better products for the clients. Does,
0: does that mean you end up, when you're sat in these meetings with the sales team or a bit further down the line, are you t- talking to different people than you used to be? Yeah, on the client, are they, have they got more tech heavy people there than they used to? Uh, yeah. People who know what they're talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and it's, it's it's actually a really good point because, like, most digitalization before corona and three or five years ago yeah that was predominantly the CMO that was the mm. marketing officer who yeah. uh, where they found out in a, in a meeting that hey we need a new website or hey we need a blah 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 for something okay go out and find a vendor for that or partner or whatever but now oh. because we are we're getting more tool driven then we also maybe need to fetch something from some data warehouse that we need to present, and that's not the CMO, that's the IT department or the internal uh, system architecture. So basically, we all, we also get the client's um, right. internal IT, uh, not about their routers and uh, and uh, and the word documents, but about where is the data stored uh, into the whole co-creation process so we can show the right data to the customer. So yeah, there's definitely also been a shift in in, um, in who are you talking with? We're still talking with the CMO mostly. Okay, and then I suppose
0: just moving slightly on in terms of um, creating the uh, constant value for the consumer while pushing the boundaries of tech within the tech stacks that you're, you're great with uh, and you can deliver with. How do you manage as the CTO? How do you manage that team of developers to have this culture, have that mindset of pushing mm. pushing the boundaries, yet still delivering stuff that is scalable, sustainable, etc. Yeah,
1: I think um, first of all, this is uh, it's it it's not an easy easy task. Um, mm. But but I think uh, now I also lived in the in the UK and I worked with the clients all around the world and. Um, People are of course great everywhere, but there's something in Scandinavia and especially in Denmark and especially in Wolf that I think we are we are really mastering, and that is inclusion and the 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 flat organizations and the the no bureaucracy mm. uh, within an organization. Because um, so it's about enabling the teams to understand that it's them that have to come with the solution. Yeah. Um, and if they have some good ideas, then let's review them. Let's talk yes. about them. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's all sit in a, in one of our meeting rooms. Let's talk about how can we adopt this technology. Uh, what is the right uh, way of using it? Like uh, as an example, uh, I think uh, um, maybe one uh, one and a half year ago, there uh, there were a a front end meeting where with uh, one from the front end team or, or two people actually. They have come across this uh, this this older framework that then got a reboot and got rewritten. And they yeah. thought, hey, now it's so nice, right? Yeah. And they came to me and said, hey, Oli, uh, can we can we work with this technology? I said, fantastic. Let's let's have a chat about it. Then mm. they presented it. And because we are digital agencies, then yeah. uh, luckily we have clients getting on board all the time, right? So we're not supporting just one system that we then have to work with. And I said to the guys, look, it looks amazing. I completely agree. Let me see what we can find. Luckily, a new project was starting two weeks after, uh, and it was a relatively small project. Um, and we of course did the initial due diligence on the actual tech, and then we said, hey, okay, let's try it out on this project, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't, a, it wasn't a, a complete. Uh, it wouldn't be a, a complete uh, extreme failure if we, if it didn't work. We could always recode it for our own yeah. money, right? Uh, and now it's uh, now it's an integrated part of our tech stack. Absolutely. So it's about creating the culture where where it's not me sitting as the CTO saying uh, this technology, this technology, this technology, because uh, we have almost, as I said, almost thirty developers here at Dwarf, um, and 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 they are also gathering informations when they are at conferences or when they are. Reading blogs, or reading, uh, watching YouTube tutorials, or talking to other people in the dev community. Um,
0: what What is it like then to be in the tech team? There, you've obviously mentioned the flat structure. Yeah. Yeah. The openness to, by the sounds of it, uh, use technologies, but also failing sounds fine. Yeah, if it was to
1: happen. Uh, what 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 is the rest of it like? I think in regards to failing. That is completely fine if you have communicated around. I'm going this direction. Yeah. Uh, if you just run, uh, run and jump directly off a cliff uh, without <laughs> having thought, then of course, uh, of course, it's not a good idea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the what was the other question? Sorry.
0: It was like, what's the what's the what is the rest of culture like? Yeah, have you got some values in the team that you hire based on? Yeah, is it? a load of junior people have you got some seniors to talk us through uh, kind of how, how you set that team up and how it allows you to be pushing the boundaries of tech right. and still create products
1: right. so, so so in general we don't uh we don't take in junior uh developers involved yeah. yeah um because that the stuff that we are the products we deliver for our clients is in the scale of household brands So they need to be solid, they need to be scalable, needs to be all of these things that we're talking about. And as a junior developer, then that might be uh, quite a big pill to swallow uh, from the get-go. But what we do in regards to that, then we have a yearly talent program called Talent Bootcamp, where we get, uh, I think this year, we got over 60 60 applications from the best uh, technology and design schools in Denmark. And then oh, okay. we handpick between uh, zero and five of the best ones that we believe in, and then we run them through a ten-week program uh, here in the office, uh, where we take them through three different levels. And then at the end of that, then uh, for the ones that also makes it there, then we offer them a part-time job while they finish their BA, and after the BA, a full-time position if they're that. So that's the way that we that we handle our our junior talent. I would say, mm. of course, it goes without saying if we're sitting. And that's the that's the general thing about Wolf. if we feel that we are interviewing somebody not only in the development department but in general that are talent within what they do, then of course we make room for that. Um, and in general team structure, then uh, what's really important for us is that you have a a team fit, I would say. So, mm. and by team fit is because that we work so much together, um, we co-create. We need to. Be on some sort of the same uh, wavelength when we think what's good in a product, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And of course, that comes in in, uh, in different spans. But as we also know, uh, both developers and designers and project managers and everybody who's working creating these tools are also in a very very big span in uh, competencies and stuff. So, see, so, so just just to jump in there. So
0: you're um, you're working. In the office, aren't you, at the minute? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of, yeah. So it's yep. not just fully remote. So yep. if I'm listening to this, I'm based in Copenhagen. I'm yep. not a junior developer. Yeah. Can you give me an example of how Dwarf thinks? And if I think like that, I need to be getting in touch. Yeah. So can you give us an example?
1: Yeah, of course. I think if you, uh, if you want to be able to sit at a dinner table and mention whatever client you're working on and the people that you have dinner with will be like, oh yeah, obviously I know that client. Then that might be a place for you um, because that's predominantly the clients that we work with. If it's the Danmarks Radio or if it's, if it's the Divisionsforening or Tour System, or whoever mm. it might be. And other than that, if you want to work uh, with other developers, uh, so we are almost 30 developers uh, in the mm. in the development department who also have a passion uh, for for technology it's not uh, uncommon that uh, that we're doing lunch sit and discuss some new framework or talk mm. technology um so that's that's definitely also a point of it and if you want to be help, able to to come and help shape the the danish um the Danish uh, digital uh, digital scene then it's definitely also, here yeah. and and then work in a in a place where you have the opportunity to to work remote from time to time yeah. but also when you then are in the office which which should be predominantly I wouldn't say because we co-create so much will be challenged by uh, a ch- and and when I say challenge I mean in the good way uh, about uh, playing ball uh, with both designers and different developers and and all of these different things That's I think that and um, no, no,
0: that's that's brilliant because, I mean, let's let's um, let's look at the market. Very few. If you went to work for just TV2, you are just working for TV2, I suppose. Yeah. If you're working for Dwarf, you get the opportunities to work with these are plenty of awesome clients um, over a you good period of time. Work,
1: uh, you, you potentially also get to work with a TV2 regularly if you work for Dwarf because that's one of our clients. <laughs>
0: right okay. Yeah. yeah. Um awesome, awesome. And and I suppose just give us the details what 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 are you hiring at the minute? Um, yeah. let's tell the audience.
1: Yeah. So uh, so currently we are looking for .net developers uh, with focus on .net core 5 and 6 and Umbraco, the Danish uh, content management system that we had super big success with right now uh where we're staffing up on that team and so really really good and uh, really cool team to work with right now they have a really really key uh, key nice position in the within the agency uh because there's a lot of requests uh mm-hmm. for for that the uh, in-house here uh, which is super nice and and they're it's a growing team and really cool other than that, uh, we, are of course, always um, – we're not actively looking for other roles, but we're always looking for talent. So if you are – if you think you master React and Next or Vue and Noxt uh, mm-hmm. or, or P3JS or whatever within the front-end modern tech –
0: P3JS? Yeah. I've not heard that one yet. No? It seems to be a new JavaScript. So there's probably another JavaScript being. um a javascript frame that's been released while we've been on this podcast <laughs> oh, sorry p5 Sorry, P5. p5. I, did, I, sorry. D- I don't know that one either don't worry about oh. it <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah
1: and if you if you love animations and if you love uh, dynamic uh, dynamic uh, not dynamic web but dynamically built tools like we also we just won a, a danish gaming award for the for one of the games we did with the danmark's radio for the children's uh, channel Ramachang last year um so yeah, if you if if you think you master that, and other than that, then of course we're also looking for talent in our PHP department. We're not actively looking, but we use a lot of level and build a lot of services. And so if you love uh, APIs and if you love building uh, custom admin tools, then it's definitely also uh,
0: something. And, and Oliver, how did they get in touch? What is it? LinkedIn? Is the website? Or do they
1: add you on LinkedIn? What, what's it, the normal route? There, there's, uh, I would say, <laughs> I would say with uh, almost four years here in Dwarf and, uh, and previous also being a high, uh, as a hiring manager, there's no normal route to me. Uh, <laughs> LinkedIn, uh, DM me, go into dwarf.dk, read about yeah. our cases, uh, our values in the company uh, that we cherish quite a lot. Uh, there's also a career page uh, at Dwarf uh, where you can apply. But uh, send me an email on... Uh, o h a n at dwarf.dk uh right to contact uh find me uh, by a little when i'm on the way home. you figure it out uh that's that's no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, no <laughs> that way. love
0: that love that love uh, that just quickly before you go a little bit um next five years of digital agencies in denmark what do people need to think about i think
1: culture, culture. Uh, with, within the agency i think uh what we've seen after after Corona and uh, once again with with remote work that kills the culture where when you don't have the culture and an agency, I personally don't think that you create the best products as well. So be aware of the culture, be aware of uh, in regards to the pushing the tech. Uh, definitely WebSockets is getting a revival again and uh, of course, uh, I'm a little bit afraid to say it because I'm going to sound like a buzzwordy kind of guy, but machine learning is always, uh, uh, sorry, also starting finding its feet into web. We are we're currently working um, on a different kind of uh, products in here where we could apply machine learning to where we'll actually create value. uh, And of course, uh, still uh, decentralized uh, decentralized uh, services, I would say. Oliver,
0: you've been an absolute pleasure. Cheers for that. You are
1: absolutely welcome.